Welcome back to the higher shelf. I am your gal, Val. For this specific episode, we are gonna do one of my favorite dishes, or at least go-to dishes, which is spaghetti. Specifically, green spaghetti, or as they say in Peru, tallarines verde. Tallarines verde. It slips off the tongue, you know, it's nice like that. This is a pretty healthy recipe, high in carbs, obviously, because we're using pasta. Although if you wanna switch it up and make it even healthier, we can switch the pasta and do zucchini or in Publix and Walmart and whatever other superstore also sells like this one spaghetti that has like zero carbs and zero fats and basically zero everything, but it has still the same textures. Like it comes in a liquid form. I remember buying it once and I was like, oh, it's not too bad. It does smell really bad. But once you wash that off, it's pretty good. But anyways, okay, so that's alternatives to that if you wanna do that. For this one specifically, I'm just gonna do regular spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Regular pasta. <laughs> Is there a difference between spaghetti and pasta? Yeah, right? So instead of doing what I did last time where I kind of just, it was a hot mess and I was saying the recipe, doing the recipe, and then talking and blah, 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 blah. This episode, I'm gonna try to give it a little more structure by saying the recipe and just giving you the list of ingredients and how much I use and what you're supposed to do like in terms of steps and then as I'm doing them, I'm just gonna talk. So hopefully it's a little less all over the place. Okay, so for this recipe, you're gonna need fresh cheese, 250 grams of that. You're gonna need pecans or pecans. I don't know how you actually say that, but I'm gonna say pecans. And that's 100 grams of that. You need evaporated milk, one cup, or I just measured it as 250 grams. Some basil, I have only 36 grams, which I think is like about a half a cup, or if you're buying a package, it's just a little small package. Um, you got spinach, I did a 333 grams. Shout out, 333, you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> spinach, and then onion, about three tablespoons, or 450, well, just one onion, but I measured it to 475 grams, because mine was huge. Uh, garlic, one tablespoon, which is 445 grams. Um, some chicken, which um, I already pre-cooked, so you just like cook it in the oh, not, cook it in the stove top, just like boil it, and then just shredded chicken, straight up shredded chicken. Or my parents used to do the same where we did just buy like rotisserie chicken, and then just shred that up. Also an option, which is probably easier if you don't want to like cook chicken and just buy it. You know, you know, and then we got cumin, which is only like a half a, a little dash, so like one fourth teaspoon. Some salt, three fourths teaspoon. Pepper, little salt and pepper. Pepper, one fourth teaspoon. Ají amarillo is this yellow pepper paste, which you can buy in a lot of supermarkets, but some don't. So just try to find it. I'll show you a picture of what it looks like. Um, oh, and then pasta, obviously. <laughs> I Okay, so I do a lot of pasta because I like to cook for like a family of 20, even though I'm only one person, and then I just freeze it. Tip for you, you know, for meal prepping. 
cook for a family of 20 and then just have so much food left and so you can have food for like two weeks. If you don't mind eating the same thing, like I don't. So I use 1,352 grams, which I think is like two boxes of one pound, so like two pounds-ish. Sometimes I do three, not gonna lie. Sometimes I get a little crazy, a little crazy, you know? That's why I have this giant ass pet. You'll see the pot, not the pot, the pot, right? What you're gonna do is heat up on the stove, the basil and the spinach for a little bit, and then you're gonna put it in a blender with the cheese, the pecans, the evaporated milk, or I use almond milk, and then you're gonna blend that all together, and then you're gonna cook the onion and garlic, and then you put it in there as well, so it just basically makes like a pesto base, you know, sauce. Oh, look at that. Then you're gonna cook your pasta with that sauce, and just basically, you know, cook, you can cook your pasta regularly, mix it in with the sauce, throw in the chicken, and then it's done. It's actually like a one, I guess you can call it like a one pot recipe or whatever it's called, one pot recipe, because you can technically just do it, the way I do it is, I'm just gonna cook the basil and the spinach a little bit and then blend it all up with everything else and then cook the garlic and the onion and then do the pasta and then as it's cooking, jump in the sauce and then as it's almost done, jump in the chicken and you get up and it's all in one little pot. Easy cleaning, easy money. So is happiness a choice? So there's this theory in psychology called choice theory. And basically it's involving a lot of like putting the blame almost on the person, which <laughs> sounds very harsh, but in choice theory, it basically states that we are all responsible for our state of mind basically. So if someone is feeling sad, it's because they are choosing to feel sad. And when I first heard this or got into this topic, it made me frustrated because on one hand, why would somebody choose to be unsaid, right? Why would, if you're experiencing torment or this like mental block or whatever, why would someone willingly choose that? So I think at first I was very opposed to the theory and I was like, I don't think that's true. I think that's bogus because how can you tell me that somebody dealing with depression or anxiety is specifically choosing that? How can you neglect the biological aspect of neurotransmitters of serotonin and dopamine and all these different elements that add to that or take away from someone's happiness, right? But what I later realized is that in a lot of ways we do have a choice. We can decide what we think about and we can decide what we do in terms of our actions. And that is what determines our happiness, which is easier said than done, obviously. If you think about this from a physical stance, let's say for example, you wanna get fit. You want, I don't know, abs or muscles or a good ass, I don't know, <laughs> strong legs, whatever. Um, in order to achieve that, what do you have to do? Can you just wake up and say, hey, I wanna, you know, I wanna look fit today. So I'm gonna do that, and then now I'm gonna look fit, and I'm gonna look like a fitness model, you know? Cause I do do that, and then that, that works for me. Just kidding, you know? <laughs> no, you can't do that. But what you can do is work out every day, right? You start off small, make the little small actions, and gradually and gradually they build into large actions. In a similar fashion, you can do that with your mental health. If you wanna seek happiness, you can choose happiness by doing stuff that make you happy by doing stuff that add fulfillment and joy and 
contentment with your life rather than take away from it or make you feel worse or make you feel more down or make you feel a certain way about yourself or your situations or circumstances at hand. And I know that's easier said than done, right? You think about the obstacles that might be in your way in terms of the lack of financial resources or the lack of time or energy or all this other stuff. So in a similar fashion to that the physical aspect and implementing that into your mental health, the way choice theory kind of approaches this kind of aspect of choosing happiness is that they believe that we as humans are composed of our total behaviors, which is our feelings, our thoughts, our actions, and our philosophy. Physiology. 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 <laughs> I cannot say the word. Physiology. So we as humans are composed of our behavior, our thoughts, our actions, and our physiology. And basically what happens is that all controls our outcome. So like how we're experiencing life, basically. And from that point of mind, although we can't control stuff like our physiology directly, or we can't control our feelings maybe directly in terms of like your happiness or your whatever, however you're feeling, we can control our thoughts and we can't control our actions and by and large indirectly control those other aspects. So the whole concept behind this is that take for example someone who's feeling very anxious. You can think about it as a car. That's what the whole concept they usually use is the imagine like a little car and then the front two wheels are your thinking and the way you act because that's what you're controlling directly. And then your feeling and your physiology are the two back wheels because even though you're not directly affecting them, by affecting the first two, you're going to affect the last two, right? And so you're driving this whole total behavior, as they call it, towards usually how they picture it is us trying to meet our basic needs, which are composed of like five different elements, which aren't important right now. But because right now, what's important is the way you control this stuff. So if you take, for example, somebody who's worrying, or anxiety, or the opposite of the opposite of happiness, someone who's sad. What kind of thoughts and actions can they be taking? So when you're depressed, what do you often do? Is, you know, you don't do anything. You don't want to go out. You don't want to do whatever, you know. What I remember when I was dealing with really bad depression and anxiety, I didn't, it, I just stayed in my room and didn't want to think about anything or really do anything. So the question is you ask yourself when you're going through whatever you're feeling or whatever you're experiencing, because sometimes anxiety can come in the form of, you know, panic attacks and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that that's not huge or important or et cetera, et cetera. But anyways, you're acting by not doing anything basically. And you're thinking, I'm, you know, this is the worst day ever, blah, 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 blah. And so how that's going to affect your body is your body's going to react in a way that it's like you get, I don't know, stomach aches or you get really bad problems of digestion or you just experience this experience of overwhelmness or just tiredness and fatigue and like you're not, you know, in the right state of mind basically. At the same time, you also get a feeling of continued worry and overwhelmness and sadness and basically all the feelings accompanied from those thoughts and those actions that you're taking and so in a way you're basically just repeating the cycle of over and over again that's kind of perpetuating the same feeling of lack and this feeling of depression and 
this total behavior of what they call depression. So how this theory approaches the choice that it comes with happiness is that although you can't directly affect how your body is physically taking in and whether or not you're in your like fight or flight mode or just relaxing, you can control the thoughts and you can control the actions. So there's actually another type of therapy called behavioral action therapy, which basically is what you use for a lot for like depression and anxiety and basically it's like making the patient or client or whatever basically do the stuff that they know is going to make them happy or that previously made them happy even if they're not feeling it or whatever in order to enact that like change within them because they know by changing your behavior you are going to change the way your body is reacting to whatever you're doing and maybe even your feelings in a similar fashion you can change your way you're thinking about stuff so Basically, the questions that you should be asking when you go into any situation or when you're feeling any type of way, especially when it comes to depression or anxiety, is what is the thoughts that I'm thinking, which is often what I often preach in like everything, you know, like learning beliefs and all the stuff that kind of holds us back is what are we actually thinking and how are we thinking about a certain situation, right? In a similar fashion, you say, well, what, are, what actions am I taking? What am I actually doing about whatever I'm feeling or thinking or whatever, you know? And then what is my feeling with associated with this that's caused by that thinking and doing or lack thereof? And also what's happening in my body? How is my body kind of reacting to this? So to kind of choose happiness in this kind of framework of choice theory and even another theory that they call narrative theory, which is basically we experience what we do or we feel the way we do because of the way we're thinking about situations, the stories that we're telling ourselves about a certain situation that happens. So if you combine the two, another way to kind of choose happiness when it comes to just the feelings of overwhelmingness and depression and even feeling lost or even feeling scared or whatever it may be, the negative feeling that you're associating with, a new way to approach that is instead of thinking a failure, I hate myself, blah, 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 change that up. Change the way you're thinking about yourself. Say, I can handle this. I am strong. I am brave. I am in control. I, you know, remind yourself that you're not going to die and that tomorrow is going to be great, even if today isn't. Or even just thinking about the good things in your life and showing appreciation and gratitude for everything you have now so that more of it can come. And if you think about it from a spiritual level or even, um, not spiritual, what's that word? Phys physiology? Not physiology. Physiology? No. Phys phys metaphysical? 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 Metaph I don't know what you would call it. It's not spiritual. Not sociology. Physiology. Physiology? Is it physiology? Philosophical. Philosophical. Philosophy, whatever, whatever, however you say that, philosophy, philosophical, philosophical, I don't know, you know the word, okay? <laughs> if you think about the field of philosophy, you want to say philosopher. Um, if you think about the field of philosophy, it also approaches that, you know, there's a lot of sayings like you are what you think or you are, you know, the, the 
the things that you surround yourself with and all this, et cetera, et cetera. If you think about spirituality in that kind of realm, it also preaches the same thing, right? We attract what we are, not who we are. We attract who we are, not what we want. In a similar fashion, you can choose to be happy by thinking happier thoughts or at least telling yourself you're going to be okay or that tomorrow is going to bring a better day or even later today or whatever you may be going through saying like, I'm okay. You know, and that's often what I preach in like all the learning beliefs and everything you may be experiencing. So it's not a new concept to be had. But when it comes to choosing happiness, there is an element that you can't control, right? You can't control the behaviors and you can't control the way you think about situations and you can control the story that you're telling yourself. And also you can control what you're giving your attention to, right? The whole concept of choice theory is realizing, is making like clients realize that they have a choice when it comes to the way they're living their lives and although they can't control everything outside of themselves they can't control themselves and by and large control how they're living their life and it almost it's it's sad i guess that's sad but the downside of this is it is i think kind of putting the blame on a client or a patient or yourself when you think about it this way because you're basically saying i am choosing to be unhappy and i am choosing to I don't know, any kind of situation that you may be in. Like, I'm I'm to blame for the circumstances of my reality right now. Which I think is a harsh way to approach stuff. But there's also some kind of truth behind it, right? Whatever you're kind of experiencing right now, there is a way to change it. And by not doing anything and taking that action, you're, by and large, just kind of instilling this whole cycle of just remaining in that. Specific ways to kind of choose happiness, in a way, is by analyzing the things you're consuming and both mentally and physically and what you're doing with the time you have, right? So a good way to, to kind of think about this is to analyze what you're consuming mentally, physically, and what you're putting into your body. Uh, giving yourself, you know, the good nutrition and giving yourself something that you actually enjoy. Surrounding yourself by people that you love and just adding more good into your life so whatever negative thing may be going on you know you can handle it and that you're going to be okay and that it's just a minor thing in this abundance of love and hope and just reassurance that you have going on outside of everything else that may be going on right in a way it's not ignoring your problems but it's just coming at your problems with a different frame of mind and also knowing that there's like different actions that you can take to whatever it may become, right? There's a different approach to feeling. Like a specific action you can take is talk to a therapist if you're not feeling okay and don't know even know what actions to take. You know, that's a good approach to that. Or even if you're feeling really bad, do something to distract yourself. Even if it's for a little bit of time, it's if it's helpful, it's helpful. And also, what are you putting in your mind? The way you're talking about yourself and to yourself, because we can be the harshest critics to ourselves. And deciding that you're no longer gonna do that will infinitely change your mindset in your approach and all this adds to this whole total behavior as choice theory approaches it. I had a family member when I was dealing with depression that would often tell me like, well, why aren't you happy? When I was kind of expressed this emotion of feeling depressed and like I'm not feeling good today, I would often get the comeback of like, well, choose to be happy. Why aren't you happy? It's so easy. And it's like, no, it's I know it's easier said than done. You know, why would somebody choose to be unhappy if they can be happy, that option exists. And the reality is, although we can't choose, like I said, your specific circumstances or whatever it may be, 
you can choose the way you think about whatever may be going on. So even if it's like the worst, I don't know, heartbreak you've ever experienced or the financial loss or even a loss in a job or perhaps you were applying somewhere, didn't get it or you got rejected in some form, like, you know, some kind of approach to that. You can think about it as saying like, dang, I suck and I'm never going to get whatever and I'm gonna die without this thing, or whatever it may be, you know? That's a, that's a choice you can take. But another choice you can take, and a more positive and productive one, is to choose to be now, to be whatever it is you wanna be. So, okay, maybe you don't have the job of your dreams right now, but you can still feel like you do. You Maybe you're not in a relationship, but you want that, but you can still feel love and you can still feel in love without somebody reciprocating that because it does come indirectly from the way we're thinking and the actions that we're taking, right? So you can take steps to romanticize your life if you're not in a relationship and just choose to be somebody who's in a relationship, even if without it. So that way you still have that feeling and it manifests in your life later on because you're already feeling it. And it's like, okay, you're already that person. If you don't have money per se, but that's like often something you think about is the lack of money. How about taking another step to this and thinking about it differently, thinking about your circumstance differently. Although I'm not saying like, you know, go crazy and spend a, a lot of money. You can still choose to wake up every day and saying like, I'm abundant in money or, you know, I will have enough for whatever. There's a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad that talks about a lot of like financial money and he saw the difference between a poor dad and his rich dad and what kind of differences made it so that one was rich and one was not rich. And basically the main difference is the way that they thought. If they didn't have the financial resources to do something or buy something, one would say, dang, I can't afford this. Whereas the other one would say, how can I afford this? So while the word choose or choice is kind of, I guess, oversimplifies it in a way, it is something that you can choose to do every day. And that also involves surrounding yourself with a lot of stuff that you're already grateful for. In the world of uh, manifestations and just this whole spirituality approach, even like in every kind of faith, they are very about feeling love and showing love and experiencing that kind of fulfillment and feeling whole as an individual rather than having to wait for something. Because I think often when it comes to happiness, we often feel like we have to wait until we are in a good relationship or we have enough money or we have a bigger house or we have a family or we have a nice car or et cetera, et cetera, whatever it may be. When the reality is you don't have to wait for this stuff. You can choose to feel like you already have that, like be, be the person that already has that in terms of your mindset. And by and large, then when that does come, you don't feel the need to hold on to it or feel like some kind of lack because you are whole on your own. And in this way, it kind of is similar to meeting your own needs outside of everything else so that whenever you get whatever it is that you're desiring, you don't hold on to it. And there's no attachment there because of the fact that you're feel fulfilled on your own and meeting, being able to meet those on your own, you know, and I'm not talking about just relationships, but I'm talking about everything that you may approach, like a career or a house. Because then what happens is there's 
what happens is there's actually this phenomenon called the American paradox. And it basically is about how, and especially in America, we have this tendency of wanting to get a better paying job and almost seeking materialistic stuff as a way because we think it's going to lead to some kind of happiness. When in reality, a lot of the people that do get to that like point where they are abundant in money and, I don't know, have some kind of whatever, they realize, dang, I'm kind of depressed. And why is that? But because they spent their whole life just trying to achieve this and thinking that this would be what's going to lead to happiness when the reality is you have to choose to be happy without whatever it is that you want in order to get whatever you, it is you want. Because you don't feel good by getting what you everything you want. You get everything you want by feeling good. Which basically means is you have to choose now who you want to be. And you have to choose now to be the version of you that has everything in order to get everything. And I know it's easier said than done, right? Because you can't often ignore the circumstances that you're, are, are on hand and you can't blatantly just be like, oh yeah, I got money now, so I'm just gonna like blow it off and all this stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. But mentally, like what's up here is what matters, right? Your approach to everything and anything is what's gonna determine where you're going in life. And your basically your physiology, can't say the word, your physiology, and uh, just everything in terms of life. So by saying, is happiness a choice? Yes, it is a choice. It's a choice in determining what it is you're thinking about. It's a choice of what actions you're actually taking now that are going to lead to something later on. You know, that's the delayed gratification of putting in the work now so that later on you can be content. And I'm not saying you need to work hard because that's another caveat to this is a lot of times we feel like we have to keep working harder and harder and harder and harder to get something when in reality is sometimes working smarter and not harder is how we're gonna get it. So how do you specifically choose to be happy, right? You surround yourself with the stuff that make you happy. You uh, Something that I love saying and doing and implementing in my life is following your joys, following the stuff that make you happy. And I know I may get a little arguments from some of y'all saying, okay, well like, what if I like, so-and-so, that's not gonna give me money. You know, that's not gonna give me money. But you know, if it's adding to your happiness in any way and not, deconstructive to yourself obviously I'm not saying like go out and do drugs and <laughs> I don't know hurt somebody because you think it's gonna be like some kind of happiness no 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 yeah you know you gotta do something that's also good for your well-being in terms of like if you think about it like like I previously said the physical aspect you know knowing working out now because you know that's going to lead dead down the road to you being more physically fit or e eating healthier you know consuming foods that are good for your body and good for your nutrition and all this stuff. In a similar fashion, do that for your mental health. What are you consuming now? What are you surrounding yourself with now? So that you can live more positively and you can go to bed every day and say, okay, today may not have been the best day and maybe I experienced so, so, and so. But guess what? Tomorrow's a new day, which means it's a new opportunity to experience all that stuff again. It's something that I like to do. Look at a picture and invoke those feelings within yourself of, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, right? If you're trying to achieve a fulfilling relationship, feel love now, feel in love with yourself now. Prioritize yourself because then you're gonna enact that in something else. If you're wanting financial gains or whatever, okay, how can you act now as a person that has that? Maybe like dress better, show up to everything as somebody who is like 
you know, has the financial resources to do whatever it is you want. You know, go out and do the stuff that brings you joy within your budget now, but don't, don't think, don't just overthink in, about the fact that you don't have whatever it is. And I think that's the caveat to all this, right? You can choose to think about all the stuff that you have now, or you can choose to think about the stuff you don't have now, and then just, you know, what's going to lead you to more happiness? Obviously, choosing to see what you have now and leading a life of gratitude and love. Whatever circumstances you may be facing right now, and where you are in life, how much you have, how much you don't have, what knowledge you may lack or not have or have or whatever. I know there's something in your life right now that you can be appreciative of. So why not be appreciative of that? And following the stuff that make you happy. And I know there's probably something, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you're dealing with or what you're feeling. Like there's probably something in your life that's bringing you some kind of joy. So why not follow it? right? A visual representation of what I mean, what I mean, I guess the approach you should take with life is when I mean like focusing on the good rather than the bad, I don't mean ignoring it, but I mean filling your life with so much good that all the bad kind of just washes away, you know, in the background of stuff. There's stuff that you know you're going to handle. You may not know how, but it's going to get resolved, you know? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be taken care of and you can rest assured and you won't have to be in this whole flight or flight mode or even like seek something that's not going to actually fill, fulfill you even more and not bring about any of that more, okay? So here's a visual representation of what I mean. So I'm not going to take the credit for this because I actually saw it on, I think Instagram or something and I thought it was like cool, it was a cool representation and I don't know if you saw this, but if you didn't, here it is for you now and if you did, hopefully this will help you. But anyways. A good way to approach what I'm talking about is doing this. So let's say this is your like life, right? Okay, so right now it's like, oh, you're waking up, you woke up today, you're feeling cheery, you're, you know, you're feeling, you're feeling clear, your vision is clear, your mission is clear, you're like, woo, woo, right? Okay, so along comes bad stuff, you know, the bad stuff in your life, whatever it may be, and it comes, it's getting all dirty. Whoa, whoa, look at your mind getting all, you know, distraught. You're in this whole pile of like, ugh, you know, ugh, ew. <laughs> and then what we often try to do is try to take out this, right? We, we approach this by saying like, okay, let me try to like take this out and take this out and then try to take out a little more and then take out more and then try to dig out more by kind of focusing so much on all of this bad stuff that's going on inside of you or around you. But what you don't realize is then you're like just depleting yourself of all of your energy, right? This water is coming down. And the more you take out or try to take out, the more energy you're wasting. And it's still the same thing. It's still saying as dirty as, this is so weird. But it's still saying the same in terms of being just still filled with so much negativity. And by focusing on all this negativity, all you're doing is wasting your energy. You see how it's like the water has gone down now. And that's like all your little lifeline, you know? So another way to approach life is when negativity hits like this, 
Another way to do it is how about instead of focusing on the negativity or trying to take out stuff, another way to approach this is instead of focusing on lack, let's say you have all the stuff, so how about we add more good? We add more good. We focus on all the good and we keep fulfilling our little cups. You know, we keep filling our little cups, we keep filling our cups, and we keep filling our cups, and we keep filling our cups, and we keep filling it, and we keep filling it, and we keep filling it. And you see, sure, it's not as clear as it used to be. But it is more clear than trying to take it out. And you have so much energy. And the more you add to it, right, adding more good, focusing on the good, adding more of what makes life beautiful and fulfillment and love and joy, you see, gradually, it becomes clearer and clearer. And the more and more you add to this, the more and more clear it's going to be. And in the same way, that's how you can approach life, right? Add so much good to it that you feel fulfilled. And sure, the negativity stuff might still be there, right? It's not gonna go away in one day by all the stuff that you're filling in. But gradually, over time, the more and more you're added to it, the more energy, first of all, you're gonna have, because look at this water, now you have more energy to combat whatever it is. And you're just filled with more joy, and more love, and more reassurance, and more happiness over, over time. So in a similar fashion, that's how you can basically approach life. I'm not saying ignore the bad, I'm saying add so much good to it that you don't need to ignore the bad. That it's there, but you know it's going to be okay because you're adding so much good to it and you feel so loved and fulfilled and prioritized and valuable and whatever it may be. So in a similar fashion, that's how we can approach life, right? Adding so much good, focusing on all the good and leading a life of gratitude because that's only going to bring more and more of it later on telling yourself that you may not be where you want to be, but you're going to get there. You don't know how and you don't know when, but you're going to get there. And when obstacles arise, because they will, there will still be days where you wake up and you don't want to do something and you don't want to be happy and you want to be lazy. And that's okay. You're not lost. Like I said, I'm not saying ignore your feelings. I'm saying identify what that feeling is and it is specifically linked to a situation or circumstances. How about approaching it in a different manner? Maybe this thing didn't work out but the next thing will. Maybe this led you down a path that you weren't expecting, but it's like something that was meant for you, right? Uh, maybe something you're thinking something's not working out, but you don't know the background of this. And so just changing the way we think about stuff and the actions that we're specifically taking in terms of the stuff we're consuming, like I will admit, <laughs> I don't know how people feel about this, but I don't consume the news. I think it just, feeds into a lot of negativity and I don't want to think about all the negativities of life. I get the news that I need to get in different avenues, but I'm not going to turn on the news and just see so much suffering. You know, I already see that already in my job and <laughs> that is more than enough. And it's not something that obviously you can just like blatantly ignore and I'm not ignorant in that aspect, but I think knowing and choosing what it is you're consuming, what it is you're putting into your body, what it is you're putting into your mind, all of that stuff is up to you. And by and large, that is a choice you can take, right? Choosing to be happy starts by making the choice and deciding that today you're going to be happy. And it may not feel it like that. And sometimes maybe you have to fake it till you make it. When I first started getting into this whole aspect of being who you want to be now and instead of waiting for something or someone to tell you that it's okay or that now's the time because you're never gonna get that a lot of times we do wait for something or someone to be like you know 
you're you're cool now you can be happy you know or now you're now you're lovable or now you're um valuable or now you have money la 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 but it's like nothing there's not going to be a sign that comes into your life that says now you can be happy now it's a button that you're pressing to be happy no 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 there's never going to become a come a time for that you have to decide what it is you're putting into your mind, what it is you're putting into your body, what it is that you're surrounding yourself with, and what it, how you're approaching life. Think about the situations at hand differently. Think about your circumstances differently. Think about who you are deep down and how you want to change that. Because it's I don't care what you're going through or what your past was, you can decide your future and you can decide to be happy. Maybe not tomorrow, but it will come as long as you keep choosing it and you keep choosing love, happiness, fulfillment, reassurance, gratitude, uh, all, all of those happy and just fulfilled emotions within you. And I know sometimes it is hard to say that, right? If someone dies um, or we lose somebody, it is hard to focus on the good. But I don't care what you're going through, like I said, I know there's some good that's coming out from whatever it is. Even if it's just a time to reflect and a time to think about what it is, everything is, right? There's something that can be had with whatever you're approaching and whatever you're thinking and whatever you're doing. So let's change it up. How about we choose you, you know? Choose, choose to be the best version of you now so that you can feel fulfilled and content and just proud of yourself and don't do it for anyone else do it for yourself I think that is a huge thing is you can't do it to achieve something just like you can't do it to gain I don't know someone's approval or someone's love or just something in that aspect you have to do it for you you have to do it because that's who you actually want to be because that's the only way it's actually going to genuinely work in terms of the stuff that it's bringing about, right? And the more you work at that, the more you choose to do that every single day and every single step, you will see that gradually, it may not be like in an instant, but gradually and over time, whatever you're choosing to believe about yourself and whatever you're choosing to think about yourself, about who you are, will become who you are. I know I've seen that a lot in my life. I used to be someone who thought very negatively about stuff. Whenever something bad would happen, I would think the worst. It was a worst case scenario kind of gal. And I would take a lot of stuff personally in the sense of just feeling unworthy and unlovable whenever certain situations would present themselves. I had a lot of imposter syndrome, uh, which we will talk about in a later episode. And the thing that ultimately helped me is realizing that I didn't need a specific thing or I didn't need to be in a specific situation or circumstances to choose to be happy now, to choose who I want to be now. So in my mind, to choose who I am and decide now's the day that I'm going to do this. And gradually over time, I've seen a lot of changes within myself. And with that, that's kind of all I have to say. I hope, I just hope you choose yourself. Choose what is best for yourself. Choose to be happy in that aspect. Choose to add fulfillment and love and reassurance and hope into your life again by 
choosing the stuff that make you happy and just leading a life of joy and gratitude and love and following your joys and what your heart you know wants even if you don't know why your heart wants it sometimes i think we have a bad habit of being like well why why do i want that but if it's continuously in your heart i think it is for me i firmly believe that it's kind of the universe or god or whatever you believe in telling you that it is something that is out there for you that is just waiting for you to take the steps in terms of your growth so you can finally achieve that because I think one of the things that I often believe is whatever you want wants you back, but it's, it's going to take the fact that you have to grow or there's some kind of block there when it comes to the way you're approaching life or the way you're thinking about a certain situation. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to get whatever it is you want. And sometimes it takes a little bit of space in terms of you going internally and realizing what it is that you need to change about yourself because there's nothing to change in the outside world. Basically, the world around you is a reflection of who you are. So choose to be someone that you want to be and just watch as everything else just works out. And sometimes in the most unexpected of ways. <laughs> Fair about this. Um, this is done. This is green spaghetti. So, you know, we got some green pasta. I say, bellinas uh, verdes. Thanks for cooking with me and for chatting it up and all things choice. Thank you for choosing to consume this. Hopefully it adds value to your mental health or just gives you a new frame of mind. I do all of this out of love for the topic and also because it helped me a lot in my whole growth. and. I wouldn't be where I am now in terms of my mental health and also just life in general and everything I've been able to accomplish if it wasn't for all these changes that I took within myself and by learning all of this. And so hopefully by showing you all of this and everything I'm learning, you can also gain a little bit of perspective or just a new approach to how you're doing or thinking about something and just add value in that way, right? Anyways. I love you. I appreciate you. From the bottom of my heart, seriously, thank you. Especially if you're an OG listener or watcher. Like, thanks. Hit the outro. What kind of hair do oceans have? What kind of hair do oceans have? Wavy. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.